Welcome to MandoCast, the Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week is Paul Herman. Oh my god. What's up? Oh, dude. Well, what's up? We just talked for two hours. Forty. <laughs> And, and, and it was an amazing conversation. I talk about Star Wars therapy, man. <laughs> we, uh, folks, me and Michael are so in line, so much. I mean, it's like it's it's incredible. I don't know if I have someone in in, in Star Wars fandom that I I pretty much in line almost over ninety percent everything or likes you know for the most part. I'm and it's curious how our line will be in this episode, but. You know, as far as like our specific stuff, but man, my as far as views of Star Wars and everything, me and you are like locked in completely. And just talking for two hours before again, we didn't even anticipate that. We just started just talking and, and yeah, we can't shut either of us up. And so Oh yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, and and like you said, it was one of those things where yeah, so I mean it's it's been over two hours of us talking and it's one of those things where like, you know, I've known you for a couple of years now and I did not know until tonight like you said, how aligned we were in, in a lot yeah. of our thinking of stuff, you know, and you know, so you're like, oh, so I'm like, wait, I thought that too, <laughs> you know, like, I exactly. thought I was the only yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we've spent, we spent two hours basically just talking through, uh, the, the sequel trilogy. So yeah. now we're going to try to, in, in about an hour, uh, <laughs> talk <Try>. to, <laughs> Talk about the Mandalorian, Michael. Awesome. So yeah. So we, of course, there's no new episodes of the Mandalorian. Uh, season one is done, which means we get to do a review. And because I've seen so many people uh, talking about rankings and everything, and we're going to do our best to give our ranking uh, of them. Because I'm, I don't know about you, but like I'm looking through and I'm like. I think uh, maybe, you know, like I, I feel like I'm cutting toes off. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't really need my little toe. <laughs> like, it wasn't that hard for me, honestly. Oh, really? I okay. To, I mean, for the most part, the uh-huh. number one was hard. That was the hardest one. Number one. After that, it kind of after one and two, it pretty much fell in line pretty easily for me. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm excited to hear, because I think everyone's favorite episodes are going to be vastly different um, for the most part. I think me and you, me and yours, number one is not going to, I wouldn't be surprised if our number one and two are the same, but, but flipped potentially. Uh-huh. I, if, if, if I know you as well as I do now, Michael, that we, we've connected <laughs> so much. Right, right. Uh, I think that our number one and number two could potentially be flipped or okay. the same, one or the other. All right. I But we'll see. I don't want to. It will be. It, this is where the fun begins. No one. Yeah, and, exactly. And that, not, that was not even an episode one reference. I didn't even mean it. <laughs> this is, yeah, honestly, uh, but yeah. I honestly don't know what your list is, and you don't know what mine is. So mm-hmm. you're gonna be as you listen to this podcast. It's gonna be our reveal to each other. So it's gonna be a yeah. lot, a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm I'm so excited. And but one one disclaimer I want to put out there. So for me, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say stuff that I. I what I did like, what I didn't like, whatever, through them all. But I, I can say 100% that I liked every single episode um, uh, or, or, or every single chapter of The Mandalorian Season 1. I may not have liked every single moment of every episode, but I liked every episode. I still like the show. I still very much like the show. I'm probably going to... There's probably... I, I really feel like that my ranking... 
some rankings people are going to be like, yes, I get that totally. And then some rankings people are like, you're an idiot. That should not be that high or that should not be that low or whatever. So I just wanted, I just want to put that out there. There we go. I I get disclaimer over, I I guess. Is that good or dumb? (laughs) Yeah, no, here's the thing. People all have different opinions. You don't have to love everything in any kind of fandom, no matter what fandom Mm -hmm. you're in. And whether it be Star Wars, Marvel, sports, music, move, you know, film, like being a film snob and being like, you know, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're not going to love everything about every single thing you are obsessed with or what you love to devote your 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 free time to. And that's mm-hmm. and that's reality. That's but it's, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that as long as you acknowledge that you don't. It, don't take those things personal when someone doesn't line up with you, you're good. So, yeah. and, and I, I can promise you that we're probably going to have a few disagreements today, which is fine. That's great. Let's do it. And I might think something sucks and you might love it. And that doesn't mean I don't like you or don't, I think right. you're lame just means that we disagree. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's now, I'm curious now. I'm very curious. So let's go. Let's do this. All right, so <laughs> we'll start with uh, we'll start with the first episode, and then and we okay. can talk about it and uh, give our rankings. Which, of course, the only one that does not have a title card uh, is just Chapter One. Well, it, I, they I've I've labeled I thought they read it as the Mandalorian, like that's what they call it. The Prob- Mandalorian, yeah. I mean, you're you're probably right. Like I know lots of time. I mean, for instance, uh, you look at stuff like Game of Thrones or whatever. Or, um, you know, the first book was Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, Hunger Games. You know, the first book right. yeah, was yeah. the Hunger Games, right? So lots of times that's the case. Like chapter one is essentially the the same title as the overarching series. Even though I yeah. realize I use Game of Thrones and somebody's going to go, oh, it's a song of ice and fire. I get it. I get it. But it was also in the TV show. It was just Game of Thrones. So whatever. Anyhow. <laughs> and, and also, so, so how we're going to do this is we're going to go down each episode from chronological order and we're just going to tell you our rankings. So don't, like, if you're, we're not going to tell our rankings and, and that's it. We're going to go through every episode and why it's ranked at our, at the position we ranked it at that way we kind of, you know, go through everything and then we'll, we'll review our list at the very end. So yeah, this picture people are on, on board with that. That's what we're going to do. So that's why we're starting with episode one. And we're gonna, so Michael, I don't mean to take it over. Sorry. Just no, new. You're good. You're fine, man. That's yeah. Like I said, it's uh, I, I guess I'm getting uh, all worked up here cause I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I actually am. So no, it's cool. The clarity is definitely just as important as, as being excited. So yeah. Um, I think, look, man, this, this first episode, there's a reason that the show is popular. You know what I mean? Like, um, this was the exact thing um, that that it needed in order in order to uh, you know to get people hooked and uh, you know I don't think that if this episode was not as strong as it is it would not be um, the show would not be the number one uh, you know the the most viewed uh, streaming television show you know like it's this was a very strong episode. Okay. So what are you ranking at? I am not saying all of that. And, and uh, like I said, cause we're in that mid section ish, you know, in there, um, I have it at number four, which I, which, wow. which kind of, which kind of hurts. Cause I'm like, 
Is that too low? I feel like maybe it's too low because it's so good. It's so funny because I'm sorry, I'm eating gummy bears, so I'm trying to not always chew on talking, but I'm going to reveal mine right now. Uh huh. And you know what? We're actually closer than you think. That's at number five for me. Really? Okay. Well, so I, I feel a little bit better because I, yeah. I felt like it was too low. So if you're lower, then you can't <laughs> you can't be like, what? Really? That's way too low. Okay. Well, yeah. It, it, see, I think, but I think you hit something that it's really important. This episode is 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 way better than I think at number five. But I think the ones above it are just so good mm-hmm. that you can't help it. I think Dave Filoni for his first time directing a live action anything. Did a fairly good job. It's a little clunky at the beginning. I think that to me is what it's probably the biggest criticism of that show or that episode, I should say, is that it's very, it feels kind of just not smooth and like it hasn't got its footing yet. So there's not a lot of cohesion, but once it kind of sets, kind of get, kind of get the, the groundwork a little bit of what he's doing, it takes off. And granted, it's a short episode. It's only like, what, 30-something minutes? So I think it's like 33, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably why it's a little bit lower for me, is mm-hmm. that the beginning's a little bit not the smoothest. But it ends beautifully. And not just because mm-hmm. of Baby Yoda's reveal. It's because of IG-11's introduction, his the, the of, of Quill, um, or QL, uh, I can't always say his name wrong, but no, it's, it's hard done, to pronounce. Yeah, it's like it's almost like you have to have like a little. It's like uh, it's a QL, yeah, like QL or Q-L. yeah, QL, yeah. yeah. And it's like in my head, I can I can hear him say it, but it's just yeah. hard for me to replicate myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I think for me the episode is a good episode. It's just not as strong because of that beginning part for me anyway. So that's why it's it's a number five for me. Okay, uh, you know. And again, you know, the thing is to me with this, um, I think if you and and lots of people have been like if when if you binge this, I really feel like this is like a four hour movie, you know, um, or three and a half, whatever the, the runtime is like it, it very much flows. And, and this is, you know, chapter one. It's it's the first you know, it's the first chapter. It's, it's, it's okay. Here are the characters. Here's how we're getting started. Like you're not going to get the, the big climactic payoff in the first episode or you shouldn't, you know, um, you should kind of get teases and things like that, but, but you know, you, you shouldn't get that. So I think it's, like I said, as far as ranking them as a whole, um, it, it ends up falling lower for me. But at the same time, I think that if I was ranking first episodes of a TV show, um, it would definitely be at the top. Like, I can't think of any other television show where I watched the first episode and I was like, that was better than the first episode of The Mandalorian. Does that make sense? I can. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you want to talk about like anything in particular that you just loved about this one? Um, well, yeah, IG 11, mm-hmm. I thought seeing basically it's basically IG 88, but seeing an IG droid right in live action actually do something was phenomenal. I mean, that trailer that we saw that first footage from was mind blowing mm-hmm. and, and it didn't disappoint in this episode either, in my opinion. So I just, I love the end. The ending was incredible. And that's where to me, 
again, my criticism comes from the beginning. It just doesn't feel completely uh, fully formed or fleshed out, if that makes any sense. But the ending is is done so well that I think it really feels like Star Wars while also being something different and extremely entertaining with IG-11 and, and the Mandalorian talking to each other. That was hilarious. So it immediately got me in. Like you said, it's not like it's a great first episode. It's just when you compare it to everything else, it just doesn't. It's just not quite as great as the other stuff we get later on. So but yeah, I, I think for the most part. Uh, Quill and uh, IG Eleven. Mm-hmm. It's all great. Baby Yoda, obviously, the Baby Yoda reveal is phenomenal. That is that will right. go down as one of the, the most insane moments in Star Wars history. Mm-hmm. As, as the reveal of Baby Yoda was, because I stayed off Twitter that day completely. Yep. I didn't go online. I didn't go on YouTube. I avoided everything. Yep. So I could go and watch that because I had no idea what I was walking into. I, I just wanted to experience Mandalorian for what it was. And when I got to the very end and saw baby Yoda. I was just like, what? <laughs> it was mind blowing. So yeah, I think the episode's great, but there's so much there's the episodes we got afterwards were so good. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that's why it's so low. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm right there with you. I, I mean, like I've said before, um, I think I've said it on the show, but I, I really do think that baby Yoda was a, um, I, I think it was a gamble. I mean, it doesn't seem like it now, but I think at the time that yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a sure thing. And as much as they say that you know the the mer- the merchandising is about not spoiling that, right. I I kind of even feel like they may have not wanted to um, go crazy on it. They wanted to see how uh, you know see how how uh, people received it you know and and if if they loved it awesome if they didn't they didn't want to uh you know they, they didn't want a bunch of, i mean honestly like i I've, I've heard people compare it to like uh you know talk about like like jar jar you know and, and having they thought jar jar was gonna be huge and uh you know i mean lucas was even saying he's like oh he's like jar jar is the key to all of this like if it doesn't work if he doesn't work nothing does and you know, and a lot of people did not like Jar Jar, and I'm not saying no one did, but you know, there there was a lot of of dislike for him, and then there ended up being a lot of Jar Jar merchandise on the shelves. I can't help but feel like that that may have been something in the back of someone else's mind. I I feel like probably Favreau and Filoni, from the beginning, uh, 100%, you know, uh, had faith in in, in Baby Yoda. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they did, mm-hmm. but they also, I mean, you never know what's not going to work and work. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> was it a risk? I I think Yoda was, I think a baby version of Yoda wasn't, you couldn't, no one could predict the onslaught of the the impact that he has. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the but I, I don't think there was never necessarily a risk in a sense to where people re- would rebel against it like a Jar Jar. I think it, because I think they did it beautifully where he's not integral. Mm-hmm. He's integral. I mean, he's the overarching like plot, obviously, but he's not in it enough where it, it, like if people didn't love him as much, it wouldn't ruin the show either. And so they, it, that's where it becomes brilliant what they did because it's so it's handled so delicately and it's not hit you over the face with it. It's just enough to progress the overall story while also 
letting the Mandalorian be the Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. it was again, no, I don't think they, I don't think it was ever a risk, but I don't think there was ever, they, it was obvious they had to not know the impact mm-hmm. and that's obvious. So, but yeah, I think maybe it'll reveal the end is another reason why the episode's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's a little more up and up and then where it is not lower mm-hmm. because of that very reason of baby Yoda and IG 11. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I liked so much, you know, just from the beginning uh, of this, I, I love all of the new star Wars lore that we're given, you know, um, to the, the tracking fobs, you know, the, the bounty pucks, um, you know, just all of that stuff and people going like, wait, how do you know, like we still go, how does the, uh, how do the fobs work? And I, I actually love that because I love that we care, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that we, we want to know people really want to know, like, how does this work? This new stuff, like, it's cool. It sparks your imagination. It gets you trying to think like, oh, is it like a DNA thing? Are they chipped and blah, 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 you know? I think that's what is magical about Star Wars. And I, and like I said, I think this episode added so much um, to the lore and, and made it fun. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, so that was so uh, next is chapter two, the child. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I feel like honestly, I feel like this episode may be the least talked about episode um, Dude, okay, keep keep talking. I, I, I mean, I. Um, it seems like like in retrospect, like it, you know, when people talk about it and stuff, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say people like it the the least. Um, it just, it almost, I guess, sort of is the most forgotten episode or the most. Oh, I hate to use this word, but I don't know what else to use. But it's the most mediocre of the bunch. That's what you think, or that's what people think. I I think that in in people's um, sure, we'll say that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you think it's mediocre? I, I don't want to say it's mediocre. I want to say that it's to me. It's it. I, I'll, I was going to say I have it ranked number five. I feel like it oh. sits basically right there in the middle, um, and I, and I really enjoy it. Um, but I, I think that it's one of, I think it's one of those that almost people forget like how much it actually brought to us that was important and necessary for the story. I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like everybody uh, just keeps forgetting like that this was actually a really good episode and a really important episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, this will be the first time we have a discrepancy uh-huh. on the list, and, and it, it took. And I, this is going to be some controversy. Okay, this, this I'm, is going to be very this interesting. Is going to be controversy. I'm very interested. Uh, so, I struggled between this and something else. Uh huh. For uh, my number one, really, and this is my number one episode. Oh my god, dude! I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not even mad to me. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. So let me, let me explain. Uh huh. This episode is, it flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a short episode. I, right. I get it. It's not, it's, I think it's the shortest of the season, right? Right. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's, let me look at my, Oh, either way. What, when you, when you eventually start talking about this, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll confirm which one's the shortest, but I All think right. it is. But the reason why this is my number one mm-hmm. is that 
there is a fluidity to this episode that I feel is unmatched in any other episode. And it is so predominantly Star Wars. It's I've, I've had a famous saying. No, no, excuse me. <laughs> you had a famous. I, I am not famous. Don't listen to him, folks. He's totally famous. <laughs> no, I'm not famous at all. I, I, that came out wrong. I meant to say <laughs> I'm, I'm known for. Right. Have, right. Uh, I'm, I'm, if you've listened to my podcast, uh-huh. you, I'm known to have called things like Revenge of the Sith, uh, a movie that I adore to death, that uh-huh. it is Star Wars on steroids. Uh-huh. And I love, 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 love that movie and and that term i love that term because it it really does it explain why i love revenge of the sith the way the way i do because it, it takes everything everything i love about star wars and it just amps it and i feel that episode two the child or chapter two the child is star wars on steroids it's literally just you inject literal star Wars into my veins and just mm-hmm. inject it. And that's episode two. And, and it's not just that. Cause you can do, you can try to inject gooey star Wars goodness into your, into your veins and it, it could be good. Or it could be bad depending on what the formula is. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this was done so well and paced so beautifully edited. So beautifully, it just, it just cooks, man. <laughs> everything it never wastes a second of screen time and it's con- and it looks beautiful it's i mean think about this you have basically let me break this down you have basically boba fett having a baby version a baby yoda uh-huh walking around getting attacked by a couple bosk yeah yeah then gets has to gets robbed by jawas yeah <laughs> and has to go to an ugnot from cloud city to help him <laughs> And then he has to basically chase said Jawas on a sand crawler across basically Tatooine. Yeah. And fight a giant monster. Right. In the mud. Yeah. I mean, you can't get more Star Wars than that. Than that. <laughs> but that to me is like, and, and I and people could say it's fan service or it's it's play you know, it's playing to an uh, an older audience and then that's like you know whatever. But you know what to me. It, it, but it's not just what they what they had; it's how they used it. Right. And it, exactly. It was paced so beautifully, mm-hmm. and the reveal of Baby Yoda being force sensitive, and everything was beautiful. The 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 shots, the cinematography. Rick Fiumiua knocked this thing out of the park, and I could not believe how good it was. And, and I've rewatched it so many times, mm-hmm. and it. It amazes me how good it is, and it's there's hardly any dialogue in the whole freaking movie or the whole uh, episode. Right, it's all action, and it again, it's paced and just beautifully. And now, granted, it, it's it's the writing, it's the directing, it's everything, but I really think Rick Famuyiwa did a phenomenal job. And I remember, and we'll get to this, we'll we'll get back to Rick later. Mm-hmm. And but this first this to me is my favorite. It just it screams Star Wars to me, and it's so it's just, again I go back to the pacing. It's paced so well, so it's not just it's not just taking all these familiar things of Star Wars and giving it to me. It's doing it and pacing it so beautifully that I was I just I had a, a grin on my face the entire time, and 
it is never a waste a second and it does not feel as it's it's it feels as short as it is mm-hmm. it feels even shorter than the the, the, the runtime it is and i love this episode yeah and it's my favorite yeah hands down my favorite episode of the season dude i i love that like i said you know i have it ranked at number five but i again like i like i said from the beginning i love you know like i love all of these episodes like i um and so that that's why like i'm excited like i'm so happy that that you ranked it uh so high because again like it it kind of hurt me to rank it at number five because I do really like it. And, and you were completely right on all the stuff that you said. It is a really, really good episode. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. I, I really like it. I think that, um, yeah, the, the pacing on it is perfect. Like, yeah, it doesn't waste any time, but it also doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like it moves too fast either. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's not just telling a simple story because the thing is, everyone loves Quill, but this like this was the Quill episode. You know, like this was where we like yeah we we get him in the first episode, but to me, this was the one where we really get to know him. And absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. and and I think even even the Mandalorian, I think we get to know a lot of like who he is and like what you know, like what his principles are, you know. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I absolutely, yeah, I I really liked it. Plus, we also get to actually see what disintegrations are, you know, like yeah. Oh, just, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that was how rad was that? He's just picking off Jawas, yeah, and. Not to mention, people, this is Disney Plus. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and that was oh so rad. Again, that's an, that is an underrated part of that episode. I always forget that that you get to see disintegrations. Exactly mm-hmm. what Vader was talking about, right yep. there. Bam, amazing. Yep. I, I I I'm dude. I'm with like I said. I don't have it ranked as my number one, but I it it really does uh, warm my heart that that you have your at, ranked at number one because it's. It is a really good episode. So, and also, I want to say too, you have to give John Favreau a ton of credit mm-hmm. for giving us Jawas off world, yes, or off world Jawas, mm-hmm. and not only giving us that, but the fact that it makes sense and we don't care. Because right. think about how easy it would be us to be like, oh, just play take play uh, Kading to the original trilogy fans and all blah blah, blah <laughs> and all having all those complaints right no one complains know why because it's it's that good mm-hmm. no one cares if right. it's good you can rip off yourself and you know what i love off-world jawas now before i'm like mm-hmm. eh, that screams a little bit of fan service to themselves but now i'm like nope i'm into it give it to me i'm all about off-world jawas we're good yeah so yeah i'm all about it now I, I I like like I said as soon as like I was like why are their eyes red I need to know like I I gotta find out what's up with this yeah it's yeah. like I said we we still got like six more episodes to cover but yeah I, it, is, it is by the way the shortest episode thirty two minutes okay very cool but yeah it's it's such a fun episode again it's uh I just I hope everybody's just going back through and just watching these things nonstop because they are so worth it 
I mean, they're so worth it. And, you know, and the thing is, even if you only have, like, a few minutes, just go pick a random one, you know? Like, don't keep watching, like, if, say, the, uh, like... I don't know. Let's let's say uh, Redemption is your favorite one. You know, Chapter Eight. Don't just keep watching Chapter Eight. Go back and and watch the Gunslinger. You know, go go back and watch uh, the Child or this. Yeah. You know, like like hit them all up. You don't have to all watch them in order or whatever. But if you get a few minutes, like go back because they are they're so good and they're they're just these little. You know, they it's it like I know everybody complains they want them to be longer, but it's also really nice to have these little bite sized episodes that you can be like, you know what. I'm going to eat dinner. I need to throw something on real quick while I watch dinner. Like, I don't want to just sort of sit in silence and eat my food. You know what? Mm, this random episode of The Mandalorian. So, yeah. I Again, I love these episodes so much. Uh, and then, speaking of episodes I love so much, uh, Chapter 3, The Sin. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say, before before I get... I'll let you go first this time and, and kind of give your uh, your rundown on it. Okay. Okay. So this one, let me make. I gotta check, triple check. I think I know which one it is. I, I my phone just I have my list on it here. I believe yes, I am. So it's the sin, right? Mm-hmm. So this is my number three okay. episode, favorite episode. Uh, this is I think for good reason. This is a lot of people's favorite episode, and I will not fault anyone mm-hmm. for loving this episode because it's a great episode. Yep. I, for me, I, it's, it, again, it's up there. It's number three mm-hmm. and it's great. Deborah Chow, who's directing the Obi-Wan series, uh, all the episodes or whatever that is, how long that is, this is her episode and she knocked it out of the park, man. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Uh, it, it's one of those things where I felt that the episode did a phenomenal job of, again, taking what it was given in a, a as far as budget wise and, and, and the fact that you have a very closed enclosed space and making it seem bigger than it is. And again, I think Rick Fumiyama, uh, Fumiyama mm-hmm. excuse me, did it, did the same thing in episode two or in chapter two that she mm-hmm. does in chapter three. They both do a great job of what they're given. It seems small, but they make it bigger. Mm-hmm. They make it seem way bigger. And I think it's because of the, of the way they shoot around their, you know, the material that, that they're given and you, that cannot be uh, understated, you know, at all. And I think that she does a phenomenal job even before the Mandalorians show up at the very end. And like I said, I, I love I love this episode. It's not it's not like number one or number two, but it's number three. And I, I love it. I think it's got some great stuff in it and great dramatic moments. And yeah, I, I Kenobi couldn't be any better in, in better hands, in my opinion. And, <laughs> and this is a. The the part where this is the episode where they they uh, uh the the hood guy from Empire Strikes Back the container right that's when that's when he yeah busts Will out hood. The, yeah with the best car yep uh that was incredible mm-hmm. that was that yep. was that moment was like oh man that is so rad that's that feels like a Dave Filoni thing right that just screams mm-hmm. Dave Filoni to me just telling you know give a nod to the fans uh but yeah Will Row Hood that's what I'm thinking the Will Row Hood uh compartment thing but uh. Yeah, episode's great. I love it. The Mandalorian's end was incredible. That was that was something you never thought you would ever see. I mean, if you would have went back in time, and even episode, and even the child. I think the episode, that's why I love this episode so much. Or the my my number one is the child, and and why I think I understand why people love the sin so much 
is that it definitely gives fans something that they never thought they'd see, like Boba Fett attacking a sand crawler would never be something we'd ever thought we'd see. But now Mandalorian showing up at the very end is something we thought we'd never see on film and how like how amazing that would be. And we got to see it and how incredible it was. I mean, it was handled so beautifully on a TV budget. I mean, even though it's a high budget, it's still not a movie budget and mm-hmm. it looked phenomenal and it was great. I think again, Deborah Chow did an amazing job. It's definitely one of the better episodes and uh, yeah, it's a, uh, my number, 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 my number three, but I'm going to predict it's probably higher than that for you. Uh, it is. I, I, I may have uh, gave, you know, shown my hand, but uh, it's it's my number one. It, I I had to. It it was between this and another episode, and I, I really had like I had to watch them back to back to know for sure. And what I love about it is, you know, same thing with like we talked about the child is how much they did, you know, how much were given within the time they had to give it, you know, like every moment is important and. Uh, you know, to to me, the the thing that I, I really like, um, Deborah Chow, I noticed she, she's very, she very much pays attention to the little details and and makes them important later. You know, something that it seems throwaway, but it it's not. You know, and and she can make big moments out of little things. Uh, and what I'm talking about specifically is the little knob on the spaceship how you know that little thing of him just being like a little kid and and uh you know wanting to play with stuff that he shouldn't and whatever how impactful that is later on in this episode i just i don't know i it, to me like that when he goes to reach that reach for that uh shifter and and the knob's not there and it it gives him pause that was like that was the moment of the episode like that was the point where i was like this is a perfect episode, <laughs> you know, like it just, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it says so much. And, and like, cause the thing is, you know, it's already weighing on him. He wants to get out of there. He wants to run away from this, but at that moment he can't, he can't even move forward without like physically having to go and, and, you know, push the gear through and, and acknowledge that this hole is missing, you know, like it just, it's perfect. Like that's the th- like the shifter. It's not right. You know what I mean? Like what he's doing, leaving uh, the child there. It's not right. And and the shifter, it doesn't have the ball on it. It's not right. Um, and that may be like a situation of like the curtains are blue because the author blah blah blah. It's like no, the curtains are blue because the curtains are blue. But to me, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, it, it, it's one of those things where it says so much, and and you can you can really dive into a lot with just that little thing of of like i said something being out of place of um him having you know it's like do you want to you know do you continue on with with the spaceship with with no knob on it you know that and and just pretend like everything's okay or do you go back and you fix the mistake and and of course uh because he's a hero he has to go back and fix the mistake and i Like I said, I I know people are like, man, you saw a lot more that I didn't, or, or you know, or whatever. But to me, it again, it it just I don't know. It's that scene spoke to me, but the the this whole thing did, you know. I mean, to to the fact of showing like, hey, how do we know that he he made a mistake by giving uh giving the child over to them because 
we see it's bassinet. You know, it's a child. It it, it needs to be in in a bassinet. It, it can't be just you know like left out on its own or whatever. What what did they do with it? They they just threw it in the garbage because they don't care. Like they care so little about this child's comfort that they threw it in the garbage. And that's you know again it's it's all of these little things that really inform you on on the episode um you know getting cool new stuff and and it's something that like i knew i mean i'm like okay we're gonna see that you know and oh okay here it is coming but like the the whistling birds you know it was one of those things where i'm like hmm all right so like i I know this is gonna come into play let's see how this works out oh here it is let's see what it is you know but it's it's the same thing as like you know when the grand finale of a fireworks show is going to happen it doesn't make it any less fun like you know and and that's what's so great about it is, is getting to see the payoff there at the end you know like I, I think a lot of times people put too much stock into things needing to be a surprise but to me if something's rewatchable surprise doesn't really matter i mean surprise can be fun but it doesn't it's not as important as I think a lot of people think that it is because yeah, it, it's, it's important that first time, but after that, it, the surprise is over. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like it's yeah. not, you don't have like the, um, 51st dates memory where you're like, wait, I've never seen this before. And you just continue to be surprised by the, the thing, you know? So right. to me, it, it's got to move past that in order to, to be good. Um, so again, I know I know I'm just like may seem like I'm just going way out in left field here, but no, you're good. Um, but I, I I do I think that, that there's some really great details in these these episodes that um, are worth talking about. You know, other than just like yeah. Mandalorian fly and and I love that stuff. Like I do, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But I feel like that I can't I can't really uh, articulate that in such a way. Um, as some of these other things that that I think are are so great about it, but yeah, I mean, of course, there there was so much awesome uh, fight scenes and stuff like that that were so fun in it as well. Yeah, no, I, I think that you sum it up best. The the, the little stuff is what made the episode mm-hmm. overall great. The the amazing stuff is amazing regardless. It's the little right. stuff around it that built that centers it mm-hmm. and supports it is what makes it so good and. That's what makes any movie, TV show episode good and the best is when the little stuff is so good, it supports the stuff that's even bigger than the little stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm with you in line completely mm-hmm. on this. It's a great episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, the mortar, I guess. You know, the, that little stuff. It's it's not you, when you see a brick wall, you see the bricks. And, you know, if you've got nice, sturdy bricks, then, then that's what you're going to pay attention to. But you know, if you really want a good wall, that that mortar's got to really stick it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. There's all right. That's that's uh, all the little fortune cookie <laughs> stuff I got for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next one, chapter four, sanctuary. Um, uh, do you want to go first on this one, or do you want me to? Yeah, that's fine. I'll go. I'll go. All um, right. This is my. Uh, this is number eight. Number the last one. And I and I feel bad mm-hmm. because I feel this is a this is a again none of these episodes are bad. Mm-hmm. This was the one I think that was the drag the most. Right. And and now and granted they were trying to explain stuff and I like I like Cara Dune a lot, um, but it's never really 
it is, is again looking at all of them it's my least favorite but again it's like my least favorite which is not it's saying that I, my least favorite of something i love it's right hard. right it's, I'm, I'm with even, you 100 percent. so yeah i i again this episode's pretty simple and mm-hmm. i think that to me it feels like i, I feel like this episode just it, it definitely gets bogged down i'm trying to like not waste time but Oh, we gotta like you know, do you know, have another episode? So let's do like a Seven Samurai episode. And but again, I, I thought it was great. We got to look. We got introduction to Cara Dune. Mm-hmm. We got more information about the Mandalorian and everything. So it, it definitely, it definitely was not a filler or wasted episode. But it just felt a story we had seen before, in in, in many different ways. And but again, still great. I love it. I love the. I I almost thought those uh, creatures, the uh, the Clutunians, were the Marauders from Battle for Endor. And I got really excited. Like, These marauders! Oh my god! That's awesome. Like, like those marauders, not this marauders in general. Right, they are right. marauders technically, but <laughs> but but yeah, I I it's number eight just because I feel just it's it feels like uh territory territory we've always we've already gone to, but that again I still love the series. I still like the episode. It's just not mm-hmm. my favorite. It's my least favorite of all eight. Right. So. I don't. I don't know if you you uh, expect this or not, but this is the first time that we're dead on the same. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I have this one as number eight too. And again, I'm just like you. I don't hate it, um, because again, you know, we're picking children here. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But for, I mean, I think you you nailed it on the head. Yeah, uh, as you know individuals who who've watched Clone Wars before and yeah. seen, you know, it's like yeah, we we've essentially seen this star wars episode before you know like like they both took from uh seven samurai but um you know they they had the same training montages and everything like very 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 similar right like they both yeah i mean we know dave filoni is heavily involved uh with this series uh you know way past just the the episodes that he um he directed but but even further you know and so obviously yeah it 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 feels very familiar good familiar stuff we enjoy and everything but familiar so that's that's a big part of why i um i mark it as low as i do um i i do think maybe some of the directing is not as great as it could be i've said this before you know i i didn't necessarily say it to start with because i i I didn't want to seem uh, negative on it, but I, I felt like even uh, like, and, and again, I also had really high expectations for Cara Dune, but I noticed she just didn't, she just didn't seem right. You know, like some of her, you know, so there were times where it felt like she was um, like trying to, to get through and, and, and kind of get through her lines and stuff, you know, like she's telling her backstory and she's like almost smiling, but she really shouldn't be smiling in that thing. You know, it just, some of the stuff that just didn't seem like she was as comfortable as we see her in other episodes and stuff. You know? I see, yeah. Yeah. My, my wife that made, made comments on how bad she was in that episode, but she didn't, <laughs> she didn't say, she kind of mentioned that later on because she right. watches the Mandalorian with me, but with her later on, but it, I don't think she was, she wasn't like upset. It wasn't making as many comments about it than that episode. So that was definitely her weakest episode, but right. we all know that Brian 
Bryce Dallas Howard directed that episode, and I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She seems like a really nice person. I love Ron mm-hmm. Howard, and absolutely. And uh, you know, it, it, what's interesting is that she really you could tell that the actress who played Cara Dune mm-hmm. really respects Bryce Dallas Howard and right. really appreciated her working with her. And I think that's really cool. So even though it may not be the performance we all like, it's cool that she really identified with Bryce and helped and made her feel comfortable in that. And I think that's important. And I think she wasn't terrible. I think again, right. as, as oh, the yeah. episode wore on, she was much better in mm-hmm. when she's more comfortable in, in action scenes. So, but yeah, I, I think it's, again, I don't think Bryce did a terrible job as far as overall, I would say this is my this is probably the least of all the of all of them. Mm-hmm. I would say, but again, it's I also but I also think that is a byproduct of the, of the fact that it's an episode we we we've, we've had before. Yeah, so. it's I don't know. It's like I guess it's like being. Uh, this isn't a perfect metaphor, but almost like being the dumbest kid at, uh, like in the honors class at Harvard, (laughs) you know, like it's like, okay, yeah, maybe there's other better, but that doesn't mean that you're not awesome in, in your own right. You know, um, that may be a, a a terrible (laughs) way to put it. I apologize. I'm just trying to really, uh, you know, emphasize that. I didn't. I didn't hate the episode. It, it it was my least favorite of the bunch, but I didn't hate it. And you know, and the other thing too, one of the things that that makes it hold a special place for me is, you know, I've said beforehand, everyone is always is at 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 at, and I get that. Like, yeah, the at at is cool, but for me personally, I've just always preferred the atst. Yeah. I've always yeah. preferred the ATSD. I I don't know why, just for for whatever reason, it just always seemed cooler to me. And you know, I, I, look, I get I, I, everyone else just loves the ATAT, and I'm and I'm not going to bash on the ATAT. But just again, I've always liked the ATSD. So seeing the ATSD, where you know they're they're trying to depict it as like a monster, I thought was a really cool idea. Um. I, I liked the you know the the glowy neon eyes you know um, I, I thought it was fun I, I really liked it um, so yeah I mean like I said it's it, this was a this was a cool episode we got some um, you know we got some cool moments in it and everything and and I liked it it just you know it was it was number eight and I I know people like uh, Jonah Marie she said this is her favorite episode. Um, and, and I, I totally respect that. Like I said, you know, you know, you saying the child is your favorite episode. I love that. I love when people love something, but they all love different parts of, of the thing, you know, like to me, that's so cool. And and it speaks to how well this show works. Um, so I guess, uh, moving on to the next one, the gunslinger. Mm. Now this is the one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the interesting one. You go first on this one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, and now this is the one that I've probably heard the most negativity on. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm not going to rank it super high, but I think that it in my opinion, this thing this episode has gotten way, way more hate than it ever came close to deserving. 
Sam, Sam. I, I, I don't get it. I, like I, to me, I thought there was so much great stuff, and and some of the stuff that people say that they don't like, and and even you know, so my friends, not, hey, I'll, I'll call you out by name, uh, like Bruce Gibson. You know, <laughs> I, I love Bruce so much, but he's like, oh, you know, I, it's like they went to Tatooine, and I thought, what's next? They go into the cantina, and I'm like, okay, sure, but it's like, oh, hey. We're going to LAX, and then it's like, all right, there's a layover. Like, you got to go to the bar. Like, okay, they're going to go to that bar. Like, it's it's the bar in the airport, you know? And yeah. granted, I say that as someone who does not drink alcohol, so maybe I'm way off base. But to me, like, it's not a – there's nothing wrong with with visiting places we've seen before. You know, like, what's the point in doing Star Wars if you're going to try, you know, if you're never going to see any of the things that we've seen in Star Wars? You know, like, it's okay. Like, you, you can play with these toys. That's what they're there for. Right, right. No, this one, um, so what do you uh, label, what would you rank it? Okay, so, I, like, with all that said, like I said, as much as I, like, I strongly defend this one, it is a little bit lower um, I have this one ranked at number six. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're again, we're we're a little bit off, but not much. I have it number seven. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, again, I'm with you. It's not. I know everyone loves the the, the how many, I don't even remember his name. Um, but the I I want to call him, is it really Jake or something like that? Um, I don't. I only know the. Uh, I imagine you're talking about the kid. Uh, I only know his his character name which is toro toro that's right yeah so i i felt that people were a little really really harsh on him right i don't think he was that bad he wasn't great but he wasn't that bad either i felt he nailed the character what they were trying to do this guy Mm -hmm. this kid he's you know he's trying to act one way he's not really and he's trying to prove himself and yeah exactly and it, it, it makes sense to me it wasn't it definitely was cool to go to the back to the cantina. It was it was great to have all that. It was definitely a. It felt very much like a Clone Wars episode, mm-hmm. honestly. And that there's nothing wrong with that, right? And that's something that I feel. And Dave Filoni wrote it, so it makes sense that he directed and wrote it. Right. And with all that being said, I, I'm with you. I think it gets way more hate than mm-hmm. it needs to, and I think that. I, I think I think that maybe the character uh, Amy. Um, uh, oh my gosh, what's your last name? Um, uh, Amy. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. So yeah, um, I, I know who. Amy yeah, Amy. Amy yeah. Amy, mm-hmm. yeah, Amy Sedaris. Sorry, my wife was a huge Amy Sedaris fan. Okay, I, I um, I've never known her before. Someone said something to me. They're like, "Oh, she looks like someone that's been on Saturday Night Live." I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, she she's a comedian. She used to be on. Right. Uh, she used to have Strangers uh, Strangers with Candy. She was the main lady in Strangers with Candy. Uh huh. Um. If you if you remember that as an old show when I was in high school on Comedy Central. Okay. So yeah, she's a writer. She's been she's been around for a long time. Okay. And so um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so she her character's a little ridiculous and and whatever. It, it was fine. I I I enjoyed it more than Sanctuary just because I think it was a little bit it was it was a little out there and I like that. Mm-hmm. And plus the ending, the ending to me is what makes it mm-hmm. uh, because. The implications are gigantic, right? And, and I don't think people are talking about it enough. Still, I, I think like, <laughs> well, it could be, but I don't know, right? And I, I'm sitting here thinking, you guys are all crazy, dude, because this is the implications of who this is is mm-hmm. gigantic, which is obviously Boba Fett. So they're telling us Boba Fett's coming back, 
I mean, not just, possibly, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to just completely lock on to that, but it's a very strong possibility. Strong, yeah, like ninety percent. Yeah, it's strong. I mean, yeah. you know the the other possibility, um, you know, maybe not as strong. But then again, maybe I don't know. Um, could be possibly Cad Bane. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I don't think it is because you, you hear you hear the sounds that it's 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 obviously Boba Fett. Well, because it has that. The yeah. the spur sound, no no like the, the little like radio frequency thing. You oh, hear that? you know in episode uh, uh, in a New Hope when the the scene on Java and he mm-hmm. looks at the camera and it has like that weird little like radio sound. Okay, that that's at the very end of the, of, of the episode with the spurs. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go back and double check it. Um, now with Cad Bane, we we hear spurs right? Or I'm, I I don't I don't remember spurs. I wouldn't be surprised because he's such mm-hmm. a Western influence character. Right, that that's something I really need to check out and see. Because I mean, honestly, I feel like if we don't hear Spurs with Cat Cad Bane, I don't think it's Cad Bane. But if we do, then I think there's a possibility. So I I don't know, but I, I think either of those options could be fun. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, I I still really like my option, even though I think or, or my idea, even though I don't think it's something that we'll see. I still think it would be really cool. Um, I, I liked the idea of uh, uh, of Finnick. You know, we know that she's supposed to be this really uh, deadly assassin, and I think it mm-hmm. would be cool if um, part of what makes her so deadly is that she ha- can essentially duplicate and and essentially what was killed. Kind of, um, you actually would know that being a, a big. Uh, um, don't say Jamie Madrox. I was just about is. to say the same no. thing. <laughs> No, yep. multiple man. Oh, uh, no. but it, it would That's be a terrible idea. No, but it it doesn't have to be to the the extent of multiple man. I'm just talking about. Remember what was the the name of that? Uh, was it called like Who Killed Multiple Man or something like that? Who ki- Who killed Jamie Madrox? That was that's his last name. I always misspells. Yeah, Darius yeah, you're right. Pronounce his yep. name Madrox. Yep. Um. But yeah, I I think that would be really cool. Now, granted, I I get how like having like a, a duplicity power could be, um, you know that that could be uh, problematic. Where it's like, oh my god, so basically we don't need a clone army because this person can just make a bunch. But what if it's something where like you can basically only make one duplicate at a time type of thing, right? Like. I'm not into it. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I think not, it would be so it. cool. Michael, I'm sorry. We'll disagree on this one. That's fine. I can't get behind anyone. Any dupl- anything like that is like, uh-huh. nope, I'm, I'm out. So, I'm out. So, okay. So let, let me, all right. Here's my last chance at trying to sell it to you. All right. And then if, if you don't like it, that's fine. Per- perfectly fine. My, my thought process behind this of why I think that it works just fine in Star Wars is because of Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, granted, it was a different power. But we saw yeah. a bounty hunter who could shape change. You know, she could look like other people. So I thought, okay, why couldn't we have an assassin who could make, you know, a, a duplicate of themselves? Like, just. Yeah. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew you were probably going to go that route. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, but I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I just, it's changelings and things like that. I, I can get kind of behind. Uh-huh. But yeah, multiple it gets it gets too sci- science fiction for me. Space fantasy, 
that you know because in, 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 in obviously in fantasy there's always shapeshifters and mm-hmm. magic and so i can get that kind of obviously it's not magic it's more you know genetics but no i hear it. yeah yeah I, the, i'm with you but I'm you know what you. i mean like it's yeah. more of a you know, correlation if you will right I multiple man is no, it's, it's, it's way too, science <laughs> it's way too Star Trek. Let's, let's, let's just keep it fantasy based and let's just, that's keep, cool. You know, like I said, that's just me though. It, I mean, look, if they end up doing it, then I'm going to tell everyone like, see, I was right the whole time. You should have never, never doubted me, yeah. but I don't expect to, to be able to get to do that. But just know, I hope, I hope, I hope it's not, but, anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah. but just know <laughs> if it is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. if it coming. is, then I'll 100% give you the all the props <laughs> in the world. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right, right. Um, but again, so like I said, I, I liked it. I thought it was a fun episode. I actually really liked Pelly, um, the uh, Amy Sedaris character. Yeah. Um, I, I liked her. Uh, you know, the, the main yeah. thing I noticed, and my wife, she said it first thing watching it. She goes, she reminds me of Ripley from Alien. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yep. she a lot does. Of people are saying she that, looks yeah. a lot like her. And I... I don't know. I liked seeing an older woman character because I, yeah. we don't really get that in Star Wars, you know? Not, like, no, not, not enough. Agreed. You know, Agreed. No, she, I, I liked everything about her. She, I, I just felt like she, the way they portrayed her was a little bit, she just was a little over the top, a tad. Really? And yeah, up for me. But I also liked the fact she had the pit droids and, uh-huh. you know, but yeah, I, but I do love the fact she looked like Ripley. Right. I, I do think that was very intentional. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, again, this episode gets way more hate than it deserves. In my right. Opinion. And I think we all agree to that. So yeah, yeah. it's, uh, but it's, it's, but it's definitely my, it, yeah, after it's a little, like a, a tad more than sanctuary, but it's not, it's not, yeah, it's still <laughs> lower in the, on the, on the, on the list for me. I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So then we'll, we'll get to the next one. Uh, chapter six, the prisoner. Can I take this one? If you want, go go right ahead, man. All right, this is my number two <laughs> on the list, and this episode uh-huh. is, in my opinion, I struggled uh-huh. between episode two and and this because right. Rick in the common. Obviously, is Rick, Rick Fumiyama is the director of both episodes. Mm-hmm. Rick directed the hell out of this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! This and 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 the reason and again the reason why the child got the nod over this is because the child was pure, pure adulterated Star Wars, mm-hmm. just injected Star Wars on steroids. This was essentially Star Wars on steroids too, but it just wasn't didn't quite have the, I think the pacing as, as good as, or as well as the other one. Mm -hmm. But that being said, this was a phenomenal episode. The characters they introduced, the lore they were bringing in the history, the actors and actresses they brought in to play the characters, Mm -hmm. the Easter eggs. There's just so much in this episode and it's so, so, so good. I, yeah, I thought the script was great. I thought that, it was great seeing Twi'leks, uh, Twi'leks again and seeing Deveronians. And again, it was just a great fun little episode. And again, the whole idea of a ragtag team getting together and having to team up and not liking each other, like a very suicide squad thing, which again, not suicide squad. It's that's a trope, 
And again, taking the tropes that Star Wars likes to do and make it start, but put the Star Wars spin on it mm-hmm. was perfect. And the episode was written by, um, was it, it wasn't Craig Kyle. It was, uh, was it Craig Kyle? It was, it was his part writing partner, or it was one of them, either Craig Kyle or um, his writing partner. Anyway, uh, he also wrote an episode of, of Rebels, and he's also a comic book writer. Uh, he wrote New X Men for a long time, and and has been writing. And he also wrote, co-wrote um, Thor: Dark World and Thor: Ragnarok. And okay. so, uh, anyway, this episode is just phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I, all the characters are great. All I love. Um, I forgot. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad with names. But uh, the 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 friend he was going to see, uh, the the big guy, the with a huge gut. Uh, it was great that, that what they kind of talk about and how uh, the Twi'lek and him have a relationship and mm-hmm. how oh man, she mocks him and you know when she I, like when she says this is the way. Like, oh I, yeah, I, I yeah. mean it was it just the fact again she's she's telling she's not wrong. But she's mocking him at the same time, mm-hmm. and I love that. I know a lot of people like didn't like her hissing. I didn't mind it. I I, I, I thought she was fine, and everything everything about it was great. Um, to the obviously um, the cameo from the guy who voices Anakin, that was a lot of fun. And obviously, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Um, the guy, the, the comedian that's the that was there, the, um, Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr. Having Bill Burr in it was—he was fantastic. I mean, it's—it's. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it says something when the people. It seems like the people that know and like Star Wars the least, and this is not always accurate, but it's—it feels like the people who know and like Star Wars the least do the best at it because they don't have a connection to it, so they can just kind of do what they want, even though he's basically playing himself. Right. Um, but yeah, he was a great character. I, this episode was phenomenal. I thought I thought the sets looked phenomenal. Everything about it was great. And like, again, Rick Fumiyama just destroyed that episode. And, and, and I say destroyed because he just knocked it out of the park and I loved it. So yeah, I, I love zero too. the droid zero, all that stuff, that drama. Oh, it's so good. So, so, so good. So yeah, this, uh, this is my number two. I, oh, it was almost my number one, but I think the, the episode of number of, of chapter two is just so good that I, I couldn't put it over it, but it was pretty darn close. Well, Paul, this may surprise you, but I have chapter six, the prisoner ranked at number three. Wow. (laughs) So so I thought we, I knew we have a lot of similar episodes up top, except mm -hmm. for chapter two or for me, chapter two, but Mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead and explain your, uh, your ways for, uh, for this this episode, I, I mean, I, I think you you really nailed you know most of, of what I like about this episode. Uh, I will say to me, where you talked about the child being you know Star Wars on on steroids, I would say this one feels kind of like the Star Wars EU. Um, you know, like I I would say like that mid to late nineties EU is is what we got here. Um, like I don't know, it it just it felt like that time period where you have those characters, um, you know, back when Star Wars would kind of get a little uh, dingy and dirtier, where where we had you know a lot of the the bounty hunter stories and stuff like that coming out. It just yeah, it, it, like that's what it it reminded me of. I mean, the whole thing uh, takes place. 
I'm trying to think for sure, but I'm almost positive. We never actually are on a planet in this. No, uh, we're not. We're all on ships. Yeah, we're, we're always on a ship or a space station. And like I said, just I don't know. It, it really had that like mid to late 90s EU feel to me and and some of the stuff that I liked uh, from you know that time period that I really liked the EU um, and yeah I I mean I loved all the characters they uh, yeah they they were a bit um, one-dimensional but intentionally one-dimensional so that you could get an idea for, okay, this character is this thing, that character is that thing, so that it makes sense when they do what they do in the episode because we don't have time to, you know, give you every one of these characters' backstory and everything and make you get a feel for them uh, and tell the story at the same time. So I, I... I did not think that this was a weak episode at all. I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I ranked it number three. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. People not liking Natalia Tena, I don't get it. Just to be honest yeah, with same. you, same. I agreed. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and and pe- like, I understand. Like, I, I hear the words, um, and saying like, <laughs> you know, when people are like, "Oh, I don't like it because she hissed." Okay, but but why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, but why did you not like it that she hissed? I thought it was cool. I liked that she's a little bit, you know, she she's a bit uh, unhinged. She's she's a little more animalistic, not because of anything other than that's just her personality, um, and and that she is a little bit of a um, a, a sociopath or, or whatever, you know. Uh, she's she's a little bit crazy. I thought it was fine. I thought it worked just fine. You know, she. Um, I, I want to say maybe it was you that mentioned that she had a bit of a, a Harley Quinn vibe to her. Um, uh, someone, someone else had mentioned that, but I have heard that, and I, 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 I that's accurate. That's totally fine, and I think that's great. I, yep. Again, these are these are character types. They're mm-hmm. plain, and, right. and 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 the reason why I think they work in this episode has has been pretty. It's it's uh, I I would say mostly favorable to most star Wars fans who watch mm-hmm. it. I think most people really like this episode. It's one of the more, uh, popular episodes. I would say, I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's because these are all, they're all types. These are all characters you're familiar with, but they're star Wars ified, if you will. And I think that's why it works. And I think that she plays that character, but let's face it. Harley Quinn is not exactly, she's not, you know, a complete original character herself. You know what I mean? Like she's playing an archetype, you know, this insane person who's just wacky and and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. but it's male or female and she just happens to be a female and and for Harley Quinn's character. And then now this is the same kind of thing. So again, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. And so, but yeah, she's, she is great. I think she's deaf. People's whole, she was too much. She hissed like three times. Right, yeah, literally yeah. three times. Right, give me a break. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, brother. Like I said, I I really like this episode. I thought it had so much cool stuff going on. I can't remember who it was, but you know, told me I, I didn't even notice that uh, the uh, the Deveronian has his uh, horns sheared off by the door, and I, I totally missed that. Well, and I'm I, like, oh, I, that's I, fantastic. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, that's that's so great. You know, just like again, like the little thing. I, I also missed Matt Lanter. I didn't realize it was Matt Lanter until oh, after that's the fact. Crazy. I, it's that helmet, man. It, it totally made him look like somebody else. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Matt Lanter. I see it now. Um, 
I, dude, I, another thing, and now granted, it's, it's fan service, it's Easter egg, whatever. I don't care. Seeing Dave Filoni in the, uh, the pilot seat, I lost it. My dog, yeah. my dog thought the house was on fire or something because I jumped up. Christine jumped up. Like we were just like, Oh my God, Dave Filoni said Star Wars. This is amazing. You know, cause it's, and some people, you know, may think that's silly. Um, especially like if, if you're the person who's not been into Clone Wars and, uh, you know, not pay attention to everything, but seeing this person that, you know, you like knowing like, oh, this is the guy who learned directly from George Lucas, you know, like this is, this is, mm-hmm. uh, the closest thing to like, a uh, you know, like this is the student of George Lucas and, 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 you know, knowing that guy and seeing him come up and, and the stories that he's given us and, um, and really wanting to see him excel and everything. And so when, then when you see him actually right there and you don't expect it, it was awesome. I loved it. And again, yeah. it's fan service. I get it. But I have never been a person who's had problems with fan service. Um, I mean, sometimes the way fan service is done, it might can be a little cheesy or exactly. whatever. But, yeah. but just getting fan service, I'm fine with it. And then it was awesome seeing uh, Rick and, and Deborah Chow. I, I thought that was yeah. so cool. And, and again, those three, I think, like, I want, I hope that they continue, like, in uh, season two, like, honestly, I don't really feel like we need other directors like just let those three just yeah. take care of it because I, I i enjoy what they do i think they get star wars and i think that um they can they can tell stories uh, give you know heck uh give them give all three of them movies tv shows whatever if, if those three want to do a project i'm behind it because i think that it will be good mm-hmm. it's funny you say that because um I think Rick Fumiyama needs to direct the next Star Wars movie. And I don't know if he's direct. Is he directing any of uh, season two? I think he is, but I could be wrong. Um, but either way, he has proven to me that he has destroyed anything he, they put in front of him. And, <laughs> and I, he needs to, if they're going to do a, some kind of Jedi film, the uh-huh. next film that comes out in a couple of years, they need to give it to Rick because Rick knows what he's doing. And I think he would be incredible with a higher budget. There's that old uh, Bible proverb or whatever that, uh, or whatever that it says, uh, I don't know if it's a proverb, but basically it says he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with more. Mm-hmm. And I feel that with a TV show, he's proven that he has done incredible work. And you know what? You need to give him a film because I think he's proven how good. And, and also, uh, not only did he direct this episode, but he co-wrote th- this episode too with with a uh, again I forgot the writer's name. Um, but yeah, he actually co-wrote the episode too. So give this guy some freaking uh, Star Wars stuff, man. Like seriously, this guy can do it. He's proven it, and mm-hmm. this is phenomenal. Even if it's not Jedi stuff, give him. He needs to be involved more in the Star Wars storytelling. I trust. Rick Fumiyama and they need to give him more because he has proven like Deborah Chow that he needs to be given more and I, I love both his, epi- both his episodes are my favorite so yeah give him give him more yep I'm I, I'm totally with you I that to me that's the biggest thing is it seems like um he's not getting 
like I said, it, it's just it's weird. Like I feel like he kind of gets left out of the conversation, and maybe it's because his last name is a little bit hard to pronounce. But you know, people are like, "Oh, Deborah Chow, Dave Filoni," and I'm like, "Yeah," and Rick Fumiyama, <laughs> like all three. That's that's the new trinity. Like, get used to it. <laughs> you know, like come on, guys, let's all get on board. Don't forget Rick. Um, I. I'm with you. Like I said, I I loved this episode. I thought it was fun. I liked Bill Burr in it too. I, you know, I, I thought that uh, some of the humor was was the best of, of the series. Um, and I, yeah, it's uh, even stuff that I feel like normally would seem kind of cringy worked for me. Like when he's like, "Oh, what are you? You're a gun gun under there? Is that why Yuza don't want to show your face?" Like stuff like that. I feel like he delivered and it, and it worked well, you know. Um, it, it it wasn't something where it's like, oh yes, we know because everybody hates Gungans, everyone hates Jar Jar. It just it kind of worked like oh, this guy's just being a jerk, <laughs> you yeah, know. Like exactly. This, like this yeah. is the kind of guy who, uh, you know, who would be a jerk about Jar Jar and, and you know and just kind of get on your nerves. Like like yeah, it, it it played perfectly. So yeah, with you. Um, the next episode. Uh, the reckoning. Mm. This it's it's so funny. You, you and I like we're, we're you know like we're like right there together, but then also uh, like we're so yeah. similar, but with just like that slight difference where you know you were struggling with Rick Fum, uh, Fumiyama's uh, two episodes for your first and second favorite. Deborah mm. Chow is is for me. Um, I was I had to watch the sin and the reckoning back to back to determine which one I liked better. Um, and so the reckoning I have is my number two. Yeah. The reckoning's not my, let's see here. Where is it at? It's, it's at my number, uh, let's see. uh, Number, uh, oh my gosh. Number, uh, five, five. Okay. So wait, 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 hold on. No, no, not five. It's V. Hold on. Six. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know what my math is not great. (laughs) The, The reason why it's at six is that. Um, it's, it's, it's a quieter episode Mm -hmm. and, um, again, it is a great, all the episodes are great, but it's number six because this is kind of, it's, it's slow moving Mm -hmm. and I I don't, and I don't mind that. It took me a couple times to rewatch it to really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That scene where the, uh, the creatures attack them at night is so amazing. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so great. Um, yeah, I, I just think that you know, again, you have to. I like the other episodes more because there's more going on in them. But either way, this is not a bad episode. Either. Right. I feel that I feel it's better than Sanctuary and and Gunslinger completely, from a writing and a directing standpoint. And I think it's it's a good episode. I just don't connect to it as much, just because of that. Um, I also love the 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 dude the the troop transport. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord, that was that was like Star Wars porn, basically. Right there. <laughs> that was oh my lord, uh, that was incredible. It was it was barbecue um, sauce, man. It was, oh yeah, you got the was, you've you've already got the nice uh, plate of ribs, and you just sl- just pour that thick barbecue sauce on top of it. Yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was a big geek out moment for me. The other one that I, I I've been I recorded off the thing, but uh, when when um, 
Grief Karga is, is is hurt and Baby O's walking to him and he, he yells out, "He's gonna eat me!" Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I well, I seriously die laughing and it's like the best line ever. He's gonna eat me. It's oh man, it's hilarious. But yeah, that's a that's a great line. It's not my favorite episode. Um, it's kind of lower, but yeah, again, it's just, it's a lot a lot quieter and it gets intense at the end. But again. It's a little quieter, a little slow moving, but it's a great, it's still great. That, that night seems incredible. So yeah, I, I, I love, I, I love it, but it's lower in the, in the, in the rankings for me. <sighs> See, to me, there's, there's so much, I mean, there's so many things I love. Um, you know, I, uh, I actually, um, costume or cosplay as uh Hondo Anaka and, and this episode to me proved that grief Karga is the live action Hondo Anaka. You know, he's he's on whatever side makes the most sense for him at the time. You know, he's I I really feel like that it's not going to be a situation of like, oh, he's the good guy now. Like, no, expect some more shady stuff from him in the future. <laughs> like, that's just who he is. Um, I I really like I mean, I thought it was very cool getting to see the, the healing power because, of course, it had been teased uh, back in the child. And so then we get the payoff for it here. And to me, I, th- I think that was what made this episode so great, too, was that there was so much payoff. You know, we we see now that like, oh, we've got something coming. All right. We got to go get Quill. We got to go get um, uh, I almost called her Gina Carano. <laughs> we got to go get Cara Dune. You know, like I, I really liked that the things that we we established earlier we're kind of having to we're going back to and now we're seeing them as they're paying off um i thought that the blurg stepping out made for such a cool uh you know like like such a cool appearance and and i really think that that's about all that it offered but i don't think that that's uh, necessarily a a bad thing like I think that for them in reality or, or like you know in, in that situation not just for us to watch as fans but I think for them to to show up on the blurgs being like yeah we're ready for war like <laughs> you know we're on these big beasts you know we're, we're not here to you know to negotiate we're here to to fight and I thought that was really cool. I, you know, I uh, mentioned talking about like the sm- little small details that I think Deborah Chow gets right. I, uh, you know, something that seems trivial, but to me, I think is a big deal is, um, and, and had to have been a, uh, like it had to have been a directing note. It couldn't have been in the script. I, I refuse to believe that. Um, with, uh, uh, Cara Dune like kind of uh, swinging her leg over the blurg when they're talking. Do do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. To me, that was such a cool little movement because it showed like a confidence to her. You know, like it it made it just look like like yeah, whatever. <laughs> like what's up? I, I'll I'll fight you guys right here. Like I don't care. You know, like I, like you know, I'll fist fight you. Like I like just she does not give a crap. And I, I thought it was just really awesome for that character and it, and it made her have a presence. Um and and again, like because this is the second to last episode, I think that's something that's super important for it. You know, is is the presence. Uh, you know, same thing with Moff Gideon. You know, when he shows up, 
he has you know us uh, tie fighters seems to be like any tie fighter we've ever seen before but the way that the wings fold up and everything it's like oh whoa what is this about now, this is cool you know he he makes an entrance um and i i think that that was something that was very necessary for this episode uh, the one thing that I'm still dealing with that that's still uh, <laughs> that I'm still in mourning over is the loss of Quill. Yeah, that was. I didn't think he was dead for some reason. I thought he, they they would have revived him, but I was I was a little surprised that that didn't happen. The fact they killed him was pretty shocking. Yeah, it, to me again, they did they did it in such a way. Like, I can't really think of... Normally, film, television, they don't write death scenes like that. You know? But to me, because of the way they did it, I was like, no, he's dead. He's actually dead. Like, I I couldn't have any sort of disbelief about it. I was like, no, because they didn't show us. You know? Like, they showed us the dead body. Like, we didn't get to see him gunned down. I feel like, almost like, if we would have seen him gunned down, then I would have been like, oh, no... You know, it's some. There's a trick to it, or whatever, and they're about to show us, or whatever. But because it was just like, no, Quill's dead. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just, I was so crushed, and I, and it just went off, and I'm just like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> and then, of course, they they take Baby Yoda. So I, oh, I love this episode so much. I, I mean, you know. It makes me feel my feelings. Um, it, it makes me hurt. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's that's what's got to be. And and I think that again, Deborah Child did it so well. Um, you know, my one and 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 my two uh, favorite episodes right there. She directed both of them. So yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, she's a great director. She's gonna kill Obi Wan, man. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what she does with that. Absolutely. All right. So we're on our last episode. Here we go. And for anybody who's been keeping score, um, we'll know like where we land on this one. But mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to to keep up with them, so they may not remember. For redemption, I have this ranked as my number seven. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm I'm number four. Yep. I, I I knew this would be one that I, I from everything I've seen it seems like most people really rank this one higher, mm-hmm. um, but for me, like granted, it had a lot of stuff that I went that's awesome, but it also had a lot of stuff that I was like I don't really like that I really don't think that was a good decision I I would have rather seen something else or you know whatever so to me this is like the most mixed bag of any of the episodes you know like it it had some stuff that i absolutely love and then it had some stuff that i i didn't like at all interesting yeah this episode i thought was really good um i i love the ig11 was the nurse droid i mm-hmm. love that he the beginning it felt very it just felt very different from everything and it felt very taika watiti who directed it and i like that i like mm-hmm. the fact that they had the, the comedians and the scout troopers that was hysterical again We've had people tell us that Star Wars needs to change and evolve or whatever. And I feel that this is a great example of Star Wars evolving, but still maintaining being Star Wars. And I felt that it was a great episode. And yeah, I I love everything about it. It had a good resolve. 
it just was a, a great episode. And again, for a season finale, obviously you had the the head Mandalorian armor basically just be a baller and yes. fall out. That and, was and again, yeah. I love and again call back to the chapter two, the child when she gives him the signet of the mudhorn because two become one. You know, basically telling him that he's going to be essentially taking care of Baby Yoda and that he will be essentially his father until they he finds someone that will take care of him. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of lore building and callbacks to the previous season, and I thought again a great job of that. So yeah, I feel this this episode is great, and that's mm-hmm. why it's my number four. Um, which again, I, I, those three episodes I love. You know, but this is a great episode too. I thought IG 11 sacrifice was great. The R2 with the robot arms and legs. That was, was not expecting that. That was insane and rad. So, but yeah, again, uh, Moff Gideon's reveal. My gosh, the dark saber. That was not expecting that. That was insane. So yeah, lots of good stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I love, I love it. I thought it was great. All right. I a lot of stuff that he said I, I kind of feel differently on I uh, even though this one actually had some some humor elements that I loved absolutely loved but a lot of it and a lot of the stuff that seems like most people liked I didn't um I did not like that opening I to me it it felt very much and and I said beforehand and I'm sure that's probably what it was but it felt very fan film to me um, I, I and and I, I think that it probably was like an homage to to the troops fan film that they did before. But to me, I just I didn't I didn't care for the humor of it. I thought that it kind of um, I felt like it, it kind of downplayed uh some stuff and 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 made it. I don't know. I felt like it put it, it kind of um made the the empire a little humorous. When, when it shouldn't be um and and i i think that it kind of undercut gideon a little bit too in, in my opinion um because I, I think that it's like oh yeah you know he's killing he's just killing people blah 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 and everything and, it, and it's kind of i felt like it was almost like a, a commentary on like how vader would kill all of his people and being like yeah this, this is this is what the stormtroopers talk about like this is this is their side of it i don't it just Again, it didn't work for me. I'm sure I know it worked for a lot of people, and they they like it. So hopefully, <laughs> that's not gonna uh, you know irritate anybody that that I didn't really feel the same. But it just didn't work for me. Uh, some stuff that did. Uh, hey, baby, do the magic hand thing, and then he just waves at him. Yeah, I, that was everyone loved that. I didn't love it. Really, I I, yeah. I I did. <laughs> Because it was it was funny because it was to me it was very much the you know a situation like that's not how the force works like it was kind of that but it was also cute because Yoda like baby Yoda's like I don't know what you're saying but you're waving so I'll wave back you know it, it worked for me and I mean again you know like humor is subjective you know some people are gonna like stuff and and not like other stuff so it's totally cool but like I I really liked that I thought that was hilarious um, another thing I, grief carga. Um, I, the, the two things that I thought just were the funniest, I think, were both with him. I love that before they leave, he takes a shot from the bar. 
I <laughs> I love that so much. Um, <laughs> I, I get, you know, it's it's like it's a small thing. Um, and I, I was talking to some people, and they didn't even notice that it happened. But to me, it's great. I love that he's like, Psh, I'm not gonna let this good alcohol go to waste. <laughs> you know, like. He's just, I don't know, it, it just kind of shows how he's that, you know, seize the day type of character, um, mm. you know, or, or sort of like a live in the moment type of, of character where it's like, yeah, stuff's bad, but hey, free booze. Um, yeah. So I, I did, like I said, those things I really liked. Um, you know, so a couple of my other complaints, I actually didn't like the, uh, the droid, the R2 droid. I can't fully explain it it was just seemed weird and wrong to me <laughs> i'm just mm-hmm. like no no this is this isn't right this isn't how things are supposed to be i i can't really i can't give much more explanation than that i don't know so you know i'm, I'm sorry but it just it didn't it didn't work for me um let's see um Oh, I'm trying to think of Dark Saber, of course, was awesome. Uh, awesome prior yeah. to that, though, the the thing with the Dark Saber was it didn't surprise me because my head was already there, and 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 this isn't a bad thing. Um, my head was already there when we saw Death Watch, mm. because when they showed the Mandalorians that came and actually saved him, and you see that one where he has the Death Watch uh, symbol, I saw it and I was like. Oh, Oh man, I'm like, oh, this is, oh, I, I can't believe it. Like we're we, we're seeing live action Death Watch. So what's next? Are we getting Katie Sackoff? And the answer is yes, we absolutely are. Um, so I, like that was awesome. That was such a great reveal, and and I was I loved that. So, um, again, like I said, I, I know it's like, you know, you it's like, oh, but you ranked at number seven. Yeah, but seven of eight episodes that I really liked. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is, you know, I don't think the redemption episode was, you know, the, an all timer or anything like that mm-hmm. by any means, but I think it was a great conclusion to the season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of my higher episodes for sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, but you said, you said it best. There's, there's things about it. It's, it, you know, it has to conclude things and whatnot, mm-hmm. but there, the things that it concludes, I just, again, I, I love, I love how it felt different, but it's also not different. So, right. But yeah, I mean, Mando, that's, I mean, yeah. What a, <laughs> what a great series, man. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. Yeah, like I said, I, you know, as a, as a whole, I would say that, you know, I, I think that with this one, you know, one of uh, my my critiques on it or whatever, is, I just think it kind of comes down to that um, that style. And, and, you know, and it works really well for a lot of people but you know i think taika just to me he just feels a little out of place for star wars mm-hmm. um for the most part i really enjoyed thor ragnarok although you know I, I did say then i'm like i liked it but i do think some of the the comedy moments uh did step on some of the more heartfelt moments when it really shouldn't have but as a whole i still liked it um so i don't i don't dislike taika watiti i just kind of felt like um, there were times where it's just like, okay, this is kind of getting in the way a little bit. Um, but then again, there were also some really awesome moments too, like, um, Mando coming out and just kicking a, a stormtrooper and stuff, you know, like that. That's one thing he does do very well is direct action scenes. 
You know, he does. I, I love Taika, and I can understand why. It, it definitely is a little j- more jarring compared mm-hmm. to all the other episodes. But to me, it also, that's why I like it, because it is so different. And it he handles that that humor at the very beginning is just perfect, man. I, I think it's, <laughs> it, it sets up everything. It, it, you got to think, did, he, did they, when they were punching Baby Yoda... Do, do they do they realize how popular he was going to be, and that that would be just setting everyone off the the tip, you know the scales like oh, everything? It's it was it was beautifully done, mm-hmm. and I thought it was perfect. So I kept thinking that maybe Yoda was just going to attack him, not just bite him, but like use the force to like force push him or something. <laughs> but but yeah, I thought it was perfect when I uh-huh. it was set perfect setup for IG Eleven, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it... Again, yeah, and, and I love, and it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, we just got him back. <laughs> um, and and Scott Rifen, you know, I, I had him on, on the last episode, and he's like, no, he's like, he's like, may I remind you that uh, IG-80 or IG-11 has died in uh, 25% of these episodes. But again, you know, like I told him there, I'm like, yeah, but I don't see him coming back this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, it certainly, you know, it played to the, the moment that it needed to and everything. Um, you know, sometimes it's obviously in Star Wars, it's hard to see a character you love die, but sometimes it's necessary for the story. No. Yeah, I, I, that was, you know, really quickly, this is uh-huh. really quickly, um, but I always thought that now that maybe the Mandalorian can trust droids, does that mean we'll see zero again? from the prisoner because he's on his ship he right he destroyed him on his ship so maybe he'll reprogram zero like he did like like how uh keel did that for uh, ig11 oh you know i don't know it's it's one of those things man where i think it's so open and in in a good way and you know i'm i'm ready to see what season two has to offer you know and and a lot of people going oh it's great it's coming next fall and i'm like yeah that just means it's you know i'm luke skywalker but it's a whole nother year (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah it's uh it's it's so exciting but of course you know we've got to wait a while for that but we're still going to be putting episodes out i know we uh you know, we skipped out on on last week uh, as just trying to get some things together and determine like where we're going. Um, you know, I, I've I've already kind of looked at some some stuff for episodes that that we're going to be doing, and uh, of course, I think especially seeing some of these uh, live action things that were originally in the uh, the cartoons, like uh, Rebels and Clone Wars, that that the place to, that we we've really got to go back to are are those episodes and, and talk about those story arcs so i i know for sure that's something that that uh we're going to be doing going forward and um you know th- there's definitely going to be other things that you know i'm sure we'll we'll uh talk about that people are definitely going to enjoy and if, if you know anyone listening if you uh if you've got some ideas, you know, that you want us to do particular episodes on, of course, there's, uh, you know, lots of EU stories and stuff like that. I've got something lined up for that. Um, trying to line up some stuff with uh, some people who actually were on The Mandalorian to, to maybe try to do some interviews, different things like that. So lots lots to do. But like I said, if there's uh, anything in particular that, that anyone would like, they can 
you know, just always send us an email to uh, themandocast at gmail.com. Uh, of course, if you know you have Twitter, just find us over at themandocast. Uh, Paul? Yes. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, man? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. You can also find me on the Marvel Newscast, Marvel Show with my good friend Sean Gerber, where we break down all the MCU news, and we have an awesome Patreon on there that has lots and lots and lots of content on it. So it's super exciting. If you love Marvel and you haven't listened to us, then I highly recommend checking us out. Um, as for Star Wars, I'm on multiple places for Star Wars. Um, if you want me focusing on uh, the ancillary material, um, like books and comics and stuff like that, we cover that on Blaster Cannon uh, podcast or the Get, uh, Den, uh, Den of Geek uh, podcast network. And uh, it's with my friends Megan and Saf. You can also find me kind of diving deep in Star Wars in general for a long, 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 long periods of time, like uh, our <laughs> like, Rise of Skywalker episode maybe 12 seven hours. hours long. <laughs> if you like stuff like that, you can check us out on The Saga Continues with my very good friends, Tim and Kyle. We uh, we talk a lot. And if you know me, I am very long-winded. Very long-winded. <laughs> so, yeah. it's uh, you'll you'll If you want content and long content, you, you come to our, our podcast. We'll, we'll, we, we talk way too long, which I don't care. Cause our, I think our seven hour podcast is an all timer. Cause it's not, it was not sit down and intended to do seven hours. If we just did it until we were done, which I had to leave early. So if I was on there even longer, it probably would have been longer than seven hours. So <laughs> I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any podcast out there that, that did it as long as, as in depth as we did. We really broke that thing down literally scene by scene as much as, from you know, I'd seen it I think four or five times at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's and and I really think it was a you know the 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 panel itself between the three of us very varied because uh, me and Tim loved it. Kyle didn't love it as much as we did, and so there was a lot of uh, debate, good debate, discussion about decisions and things that worked and maybe didn't work for us, even if we did love it. So lots of good stuff there. So check us out. The saga continues. We're on the Thunder uh, Thunder uh, Quack Podcast Network. So yeah, check us out there. All right, man. Well, again, I really appreciate you coming on and Absolutely. talking, you know, especially after that uh, two-hour conversation we had prior. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's uh, really, really appreciate you uh, setting the time hey, aside. But Anytime. Anytime. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, and uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>